All right. Top of the fucking morning, folks. Hope you're doing great. I don't give a fuck if you're not listening to this in the morning, if it's the afternoon, if it's the nighttime. The only thing I give a fuck about is that I hope you're doing well, and um, I welcome you with open arms back to the goddamn program. I don't know why I'm feeling vulgar today. I don't know why. Feeling good myself, drinking my trusty douchebag uh, um, douchebag fuel, I guess we could call it. LaCroix. Uh, we got some, what do we got? Peach, peachy pear flavored LaCroix here. Kind of, uh, I don't know. You like drinking stuff out of cans, I guess. That's what, that's what the draw is. You like feeling cool, having a can in your hand. Because I love fucking drinking water as much as the next guy. I could drink water till the fucking cows come home. But sometimes you just want to switch it up with a little bit of flavor. Um, but yeah, I'd say the majority of my liquid intake is water. Pure, just no, uh, just my Brita filtered water. Um, coffee. And then uh, sometimes beer. Um... I would say it was probably more of an even distribution a couple years ago, if not maybe a couple months ago. But now it's leaning heavily on just the water, which is good. It's good. But sometimes, you know, you just sometimes you want to drink a beer or um, yeah, even with the coffee, I guess sometimes I catch myself not really drinking as much. But I still love fucking coffee. Don't get that uh, that twisted at all. But yeah, this is going to be Garden Pals number uh, 107 for Monday, January 24th in the year is 2022, 2022. And yeah, like I said, fucking not a minute ago, welcome to the program and hope you're doing well. Um, Today's holidays are National Peanut Butter Day, so... Love that peanut butter, you know, maybe a peanut butter and jelly sandwich or the uh, or the underdog uh, kind of dark horse sandwich, peanut butter sandwich, the peanut butter and fluff. Or if you're like me, the peanut butter just on bread. That's just my go-to. Um, it's never going to be amazing, but it's definitely most definitely never going to be a bad time. You can't you can't be fucked up. And it's usually pretty damn satisfying. Um, I don't know about the peanut butter and banana sandwich. I think I may have had that once or twice. But I'm pretty sure I do have a fond memory of that. So that is a valid sandwich, a valid use of your peanut butter. And um, maybe sometimes, maybe you put your peanut butter on your wiener and then you let your dog lick it. That's the kind of hack joke that you were uh, most likely uh, expecting me to go there. Um, su- surprisingly, I've never done such a thing. Never put the peanut butter on uh, on my um, on my member and had uh, Sparky lick it. Mostly because I haven't really had dogs for the majority uh, of my life. Only very short, you know, here and there situations with the pooches. 
Uh, they usually got ran over by cars or um, they got fucking um, or they just ran away or um, or they've been they were gifted to someone else out from underneath me. I can think of many a dog that's uh, not fate, but just they were just given away. You know, what the fuck are you going to do? Like I said, and then, uh, or like I've said before, you know, this is a pro cat podcast. We're not a, not a dog guy here, so you're not going to find any fucking, I don't know, you're not going to find any fond speak of, uh, of pooches here. Mostly, it's probably just because I'm uh, salty that my dog got fucking, all fucking seven of my dogs got fucking seven bodies from fucking... Just leaping out the door and fucking finding the grill of a, a Chevy right in the middle of the street. I think I, I I definitely said this on the podcast before, but yeah, I had a dog. Fucking yeah, it's like what do you do with a what do you even do with an animal when you're like six or seven years old? I feel like you don't even know how to like treat an animal good. Like most animals are scared of like young children, especially cats, dogs, whatever. It's like kids, I don't know, you don't fucking, you aren't nice to it, I guess. Or maybe it's just me and my friends who are just pieces of shit. Putting a fucking pen cap up your dog's ass to fucking pass the time. That's what kids used to do before um, TikTok and before they all wanted to fucking buy NFTs and fucking jump out of a moving vehicle. But yeah, National Peanut Butter Day, so... um, yeah, peanut butter. I, I think it's it's relatively healthy, right? There's a there's some kind of brand. I don't know what brand it is. Maybe a Peter Peter Payne. Uh, he's got he's got a brand of peanut butter that's like honey peanut butter, which is very very tasty. Um, if they could sponsor the podcast, I would appreciate that. Some uh, this podcast is brought to you by Peter Pan's Honey Peanut Butter, uh, smooth peanut butter. I don't like. Uh, do people lean towards the crunch more than the fucking smooth? I don't know. I guess you could leave that in the comment if you're a if you're a crunch supremacist or a smooth uh, smooth peanut uh, supremacist. Uh, let a brother know. And um, yeah, so not only is it National Peanut Butter Day, it's also which is near and dear to this podcast National uh, Beer Can Appreciation Day. So don't get it twisted, folks. This is not a beer appreciation day, but I guess it's beer cans specifically. So I guess they're giving just any old thing a fucking appreciation day. Literally anything. Fucking uh, assless chaps appreciation day. Uh, creepy uncle. Uh, creepy uncle John appreciation day. Um fucking yell at your uncle appreciation day uh, but yeah beer can appreciation day so uh there's many different ways you could show appreciation to a beer can i guess you could just enjoy it like a normal person you could um i don't know i appreciate them for many reasons i guess uh they're not as dangerous as a glass bottle especially if you're like me where you like to drink to the point where your arms and legs don't work anymore. Um, if you drop your can on the ground because your arms don't work anymore, uh, it's not going to shatter. 
But if you have yourself a um, nice cold bottle, glass bottle in your hand, um, then you're going to fucking find some trouble when, you're, uh, when your arms and legs don't work. And then you're going to drop your glass bottle, and it's going to fucking uh, break on the floor of the Chevy. And then you're going to have to fucking sweep glass out of your fucking... Uh, out of your truck and that's just not going to be right it's not going to be good so i appreciate that i appreciate that they don't um yeah that they can't you can't really break a can i guess this is reminding me of that fucking the toby keith red solo i really love how you're easy to stack not really your hate <laughs> oh toby keith um yeah, Toby Keith, he appreciates red solo cups, but I don't give a fuck about that. Today's beer can appreciation day, Toby, so shut the fuck up. Um, yeah. So, yeah, and um, another thing that beer cans can do, you can they could be shotgunned. You're not going to be able to shotgun a cup. You can't shotgun a red solo cup. You can't shotgun a bottle. But you can shotgun a um, a can, so you can do that. Um, yeah, I love a shotgun, especially more in my earlier, uh, or probably in the, yeah, a couple of years ago in my drinking career. That was kind of all the rage, 2016, summer of our Lord and Savior. Lots of uh, shotgunning going on that summer. Um I guess you could. I could still do it. It it kind of hurts your tummy a little bit, especially if the beer is, you know, ice cold. If the mountains are blue, then it's gonna fucking feel like nails going down your uh, down your throat. But hey, it's fucking fun. Oh, yeah, I remember. Yeah, like kind of. Well, no, I was gonna say beer ball, but that's not shotgunning. That's just chugging. I don't fucking know. Um, yeah, cans are great though. They can be shotgunned. They aren't. Uh, they really um, are not prone to injury as a glass bottle is. Um, and also, cans, they come in different shapes and uh, sizes. If you're, um, so they have your normal can, then you got your fucking silo, the fucking 16 ounce. And then you got the fucking uh, tall boy, which, what is that, 22 or 24 ounces? So yeah, you got all shapes and sizes. For all different uh, appetites, however thirsty you are, depending on that day, they got a fucking can for it. That's why I appreciate beer cans. And, um, yeah, some of them appreciate it for that. And then some uh, cans have cool designs. Um, you don't really see, I feel like bottles, there's less uh, real estate on the, because it's got the long neck. So there's probably less real estate for cool designs or just cool shit to be on the bottle. That's why I appreciate cans, especially uh, PBR. They always got some cool artsy hipster bullshit on there, so that's why I appreciate that. Appreciate them for their design aspect sometimes. And uh, just most of all appreciation, they're a vehicle for uh, alcoholism and my alcoholism, so I appreciate them for that. They, um, I guess, yeah, they're just a vehicle for a fucking good time and then potentially a bad time if you overdo it. And if you've ever listened to this podcast, that's what we do on this. We overdo it just a little bit, and then we wake up the next morning and say, um, what do we say? Uh, time for a beer. That's what I say. And uh, one moment, just taking a sip of my, which is in a can, by the way, but this is a sparkling water because I'm a pussy. 
And I didn't even think of this. Another reason why I appreciate beer cans. Because um, after you drink it, uh, it can be easily broken down into a much smaller, compact uh, little vessel. You just fucking crunch either side, and then you fucking jump on it. something fun to do. You get a little drunk, you can't stand up straight, but you can still fucking crack a can. You can't do that with a bottle. If you try to step on a bottle, you'll get fucking... You'll get glass in your fucking sandals. And we don't want that, especially in the summer, God forbid. I guess God forbid you're wearing sandals in the wintertime unless you're a fucking homeless person, which if you are homeless and listen to this podcast, that's, um... Go get a job. Yeah, I think that might be all. I think I got out all of my appreciation for beer cans. And uh, maybe if you have any, drop them in the comments or, you know, fax them to me or uh, who knows. Send me a naked photograph of yourself with um, a letter with it written out what you appreciate about beer cans covering your extremities. But, yeah, and then... uh, so we're going to segue here. Um, was at work. This is vaguely related to beer cans, I suppose. Was at work, and there's this uh, gentleman who's been staying with us for like a fucking, easily a month, if not a month and a half, this poor fuck. He's been living in the hotel that I work at. It's a mess, shit on the walls, blood in the sink, and he's been here for a month and a half. And he works uh, overnights. I don't know if he's a welder or he fucking pumps gas. I don't know what the fuck he does or give a fuck. But he's a nice guy. He's kind of got a little southern tinge to him. A little bit of a drawl. Short little chubby fucker. Uh, and he works overnight. So he's always done with his shift and coming in right as I'm coming in. So usually like 7, 15. I see him and just the normal like, hey, what's up? Morning, how you doing today? Kind of shit. And I'm like, what's going on? He's like, you're looking at it. That's That was his famous fucking saying, which is fucking silly. Maybe I'll start using that. You're looking at it. What's going on? You're looking at it. Maybe you can use it too. But yeah, um, he was uh, wrapping up his sh- or wrapping up his, pretty, his stay with us. He said he only had a couple days. And then the next day he came in, he had uh, like a six-pack of uh bot or four pack of bottles and then uh I think a six pack of cans. And he was walking in with them at like seven yeah, like seven fifteen in the morning, like I said, when he always comes in. And I was like, oh just fucking talking shit. Oh breakfast of champions. There we go. And uh, just being a fucking idiot as I as I do. Like to joke around, get a little silly with the kids. And uh he's like, Yep, and then he goes into the, the breakfast room then he comes back and he's like, hey, hey, man. I, I don't, hey, man. I don't fucking know how he talks. He's like, are you 21? And I'm like, yep. And then so he slid me, the gentleman he is, uh, one can and then one bottle. And these are uh, IPAs, which we all know, not a huge fan of IPAs. And I doubt you're a fan of IPA because the listener base of this podcast is very intelligent, and we know that IPAs suck cock and balls. But onward with the story. So he gave me a beer can and a bottle. So two beer. And then I just went and uh, promptly put them in my bag, just put them in my backpack, and then just went on with my day. 
And uh, but like I said, IPAs aren't my favorite. But I'm not gonna be like, oh, I don't like IPAs. Uh, no, thank you. I'm gonna fucking just be appreciative, thankful for them. Hey, man, you wanna? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then I see him the next day, and he asks how they uh, how they were the IPAs, and I didn't drink them yet. I just put them in my fridge, forgot about them. Uh, didn't want to tell him; it would have been awkward. So I was just like, "Yeah, they were great." Didn't drink them yet, but then uh, got me thinking in my head. It's like, well, maybe because I'm a little bit older, I got some gray in my bush. Maybe I'll like the IPA. Does it stand for India Pale Ale or some fucking dumb shit like that? Like maybe. Well, I'm gonna try it no matter what. Um. But yeah, I guess tonight's the night. So I had the day off. The day uh, after, not like it would matter. Like I'm gonna get blackout drunk, <gasps> drinking two fucking beers. I think one of them was nine percent. One of them was seven percent. Cool packaging, which I appreciate. You know, it's cool. So I figured that it would taste good, which isn't necessarily the strongest correlation, especially in the IPA uh, community. They all taste like shit. But I tried the first one. It was in a bottle. And I thought it would just kind of be like a regular beer. That's what I was really hoping for. But of course, we all know with IPAs, they have that strong, bitter fucking aftertaste. It's fucking gross. I'm like, I, I literally took a sip and I was just like, oh, just like audible fucking groan, moan, fucking moaning at the moon, howling at the moon after fucking taping, taking a sip of this. So that's the first one. I hate it. I literally took a half a sip. I was like, and I tried to take another. I was like, no, we're not doing this. So then the second one, this is the can. I don't know why I don't like the can, like how they have the, the plain silver cans and they just have like a little paper label across it. Like, come on, let's put some fucking effort into it at least if it's going to taste like shit. But yeah, the second one, so it's a cake flavored one. It's got like a donut on it for some reason, which doesn't make sense it's by a company called brew dog that's what the fucking the southern he's like oh you know you know brew dog <laughs> like sure sure man sure man <laughs> oh yeah these are great i love brew dog and it's like okay, all right whatever i'll take it i'll take whatever your whatever's free give me it baby lay it on me so second one like i said first one's horrible struck out face in the dirt so i get my dick out of the dirt and then i Go to crack open the can of this cake-flavored one. Um, no no high expectations for this. Uh, tastes like shit. No real big surprise there. But, yeah, it was fucking horrible. And um, so, yeah, I literally took half a sip out of each of them. And then, uh, yeah, I just dumped them down the drain. They're fucking horrible. <laughs> um, yeah, they just weren't, they weren't that much fun. Uh, let me just take a sip of my beverage. Drying out here, folks. But it's like, never have I ever drank a beer and thought, hmm, you know what would make this taste better? If it kind of tasted like cake. I don't think any, like, what's the... What's just eat a fucking piece of cake or why do you need to infuse it into a beer? When I when I want a beer, I want it to taste like a fucking beer, like a fucking 
Miller Lite, fucking Bush Lite, um, Fleshlight. Uh, yeah, I just want a beer. To, I, I'm sure you're the same way because the audience of this program is very intelligent. And, uh, yeah, so I just want a beer to taste like a beer. I don't want any of that extra fucking gay shit. Let's fucking quit it with the fucking donuts. And they're so thick, too. It's like, I don't even get it. Like, there's no way you could drink this in any kind of fun-in-the-sun situation. Fun with your son. Shout out to any fathers out there. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I want my beer to taste like a fucking beer. And, um, yeah, more of a quantity guy than anything. I want it to be a light beer that I can have, like, eight of them and then black out and then go to bed and fucking piss all over the place. That's all I want to do. I don't want a full meal in a fucking can, tuna can, tuna can Dan. Um, yeah, I don't want any of that. I don't want my dick to be the size of a tuna can, short and fat. But yeah, I just want a beer to taste like a beer, and I want my dick to look like my dick. Not a goddamn tuna can, beer can. Uh, yeah, whole thing. That's my rant about IPAs. Um, yeah, if you like IPAs, go fuck yourself. Go jump off a... Go, uh, go jump into a fire. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'll take a... That kind of solidified my, even like Blue Moon and shit like that, even that's too much for me. That solidified my hatred for IPAs. It was free, so no fucking, no real loss there, but I learned something, so that's important. You got to learn something every day. Even if you fucking get drunk and go drive around, you still learn something. Take a couple Percocet, you learn something. Um... So yeah, that's what I learned that solidified that IPAs are out in my life forever. And never will I ever order an IPA or drink one. I can't, even if it was like free in front of me, I can't even put myself to stomach it. They just taste like fucking shit. Tastes like dog shit. So fuck those. Yeah, so beer can appreciation day. Love a beer can as long as it's not any kind of IPA fucking hipster bullshit inside of it. National Peanut Butter Day. Go put some peanut butter in your dick and show your mom. Um, yeah, let's get to some fucking local news, folks. Kind of fucking made you wait for it. I apologize. Kind of went on a little tangent, tangential. A tangent uh, I went on there. So this is on uh, NBC's... Uh, I think that's on, I don't know why it's on NBC Dallas Fort Worth, but either way, local news, that's what I'm here to fucking provide. It's all that matters. Niagara Falls News, baby. Serving Niagara Falls uh, proudly since 2021. Garden Pals. Um, this is talking about, it's a really, it's actually a video, so I'm not going to play it because I'm not a fucking, uh, I don't know. But either way, it's this cool video about, um, bit digital and they run the fucking uh, bitcoin uh, mining operation on uh on buffalo avenue and there's a cool video it's called tour a bitcoin mining facility run on clean energy thanks to niagara falls and yeah it's, i'm sure you could just look it up nbc tour a bitcoin mining facility 
or NBC Bitcoin Niagara Falls or something like that. Well, let's just read the copy here. BitDigital, a sustainably focused generator of digital assets in the largest Bitcoin miner of the NASDAQ, recently launched a mining center in Buffalo, New York, parentheses Niagara Falls, and is working towards it using 100% sustainable power. The facility located in an old coal factory houses thousands of computers powered by hydroelectricity and is a part of a, the larger trend of the crypto indus, industry trying to go green. So very interesting stuff there. Everybody's trying to go green, go gay, uh, fuck your dad. Um, so yeah, it's just a cool video. I think it's like five minutes and it's got the the founders and executives and all the bullshit talking about Bitcoin. Uh, once again, don't really like Bitcoin, don't really give a fuck, but, you know, it's local Niagara Falls stuff, so you got the right to know and you're too fat and lazy to go read the paper. Uh, now, who fucking reads the paper anymore? So I just Google the news and then I regurgitate it back to you, baby. That's what I'm here for. That's what I'm good for. Um, so yeah, NBC video of the Niagara Falls Bitcoin uh, mining facility. Go check it out. It's like five minutes. I back it. And, uh, yeah, that's on Buffalo Avenue if you want to go hear the computers uh, sputtering trying to mine Bitcoin. They are quite loud. Driving down Buffalo Avenue, you can hear them. Onward to the next uh, segment here of our uh, local news. This one's actually heartbreaking, absolutely horrible to bring these vibes to the podcast. Uh, just take a sip of my beverage. I apologize once again for bringing these bad vibes that I'm about to bring to this podcast. Okay, so this is by Nick uh, Sabato in the Niagara Gazette. Niagara Wheatfield provides its, or, excuse me, Niagara Wheatfield proves its grit in first win over Niagara Falls in two fucking decades. So this is Niagara Falls basketball versus Wheatfield basketball. And Wheatfield beat us for the first time basketball in over fucking 20 years last time they beat us was the year two fucking thousand just fucking heartbreaking let's uh let's dig into this article here by nick sabato let's see what he's got see what you got nick niagara falls for more than 20 years niagara falls was simply too fast too tough and just plain too good for niagara wheatfield but entering tuesday's tilt between the last two unbeaten teams in the Niagara Frontier League, the Falcons knew they had the horses to run with the Wolverines. Oh, boy. It was a matter of finding out if they had enough grit. Niagara Falls harassed the talented backcourt. Tandem uh, Fletcher and Robinson holding them to a combined 28 points, 12 below their season average. Instead of the frontcourt duo Cooper and Watson who proved to be the difference in the 54-42 win. The program's first against Niagara Falls since the Cataract City consolidated schools in the year 2000. Holy fuck. Um, so is that when they created Niagara? Is that when Niagara Falls High School opened? The incarnation that we know now? Was that in the year 2000, I think? 
because my one fucking old skank of a manager said that she went to Niagara Falls the first uh, first year it opened. That fucking bitch. I think they used to give everybody laptops too, which is cool. Um, <laughs> back to the article. They blocked shots, snatched rebounds, and added a bit of nastiness to overcome a high-powered offensive attack that was grounded for most of the game. The pair combined for nearly uh, combined for nearly 25 rebounds to push a Niagara Wheatfield program that has never won an NFL title to the top of the standings at the midway point of the season. We have that grit in us, but sometimes we have to challenge them instead of thinking it's going to happen. Niagara Wheatfield coach O'Brien said, I'm extremely proud of the grit they came with because Niagara Falls played really good on the ball defense, and these guys said, okay, we need to figure out how we're going to stop, how to get stops and scores so we can win this game. So, yeah, just absolutely fucking embarrassing, heartbreaking fucking shit. Really bad. Um, the year 2000, that was, I don't think, that wasn't when, like, Johnny Flynn and Paul Harris played at Niagara Falls, right? Anybody got any fact checks on that? Uh, I think it might have been, it was probably, like, mid Maybe probably like 2004, 2000, I don't fucking mean, 2006 probably I would just guess when Johnny Flynn and Paul Harris played for Niagara Falls High School. But yeah, um, near and dear to my heart, fucking Niagara Falls basketball, uh, especially back in the day when, we're, I, was, uh, when I was uh, still in high school, me and Christian would go to all those fucking games, home and away, drive near and far. Uh, yeah, we even had the little cutouts of the players' fucking heads. It was a fucking hoot. Um, there's a picture of us in the Gazette. I'm pretty sure, I don't know if it was the Buffalo News, of me and Christian in the stands with their fucking gay, um, bleached, uh, bleached blonde hair with the, um, the cool cutout signs of our friends' faces. And yeah, that was a, that was a big part of, uh, I was probably junior and senior year going to watch the fucking basketball games. The team was great, fun to watch. But yeah, that's that's uh, heartbreaking news. Lost to Wheatfield, first time that happened since the the year two thousand. And that will conclude our local news. So a little bit of a uh, little bit of digital news and a little bit of heartbreak here. And uh, some more heartbreaking news that we all definitely know by this point. Uh, Betty White, R.I. fucking P. And then Bob Saget, Bob Faggot, R.I.P. baby. Uh, Bob, uh, Bob Saget, funny fucking guy, full house. Betty White, uh, Golden Girls. I used to watch Golden Girls. Many a time, many Saturday mornings spent with the, spent with the gals. Um, that like Full House. Well, I guess I didn't really watch Full House that much, but Golden Girls and then fucking uh, Saved by the Bell. Solid fucking, uh, very solid um, Saturday morning shows. Fucking AC Slater. What is it, Zach Morris? Something like that. Um, but yeah, R.I.P. Betty, R.I.P. fucking Bob Sag, uh, Robert Saget. Um, 
A lot of people don't. I don't know if people know this, but Bob Saget, very, very good uh, stand-up comedian. Uh, surprisingly quite dirty uh, compared to his role as uh, like completely, like probably a stark, just a complete 180-degree difference between Bob Saget's uh, stand-up and then his like Danny Tanner persona, family man, and then he's making fucking dick jokes and fucking thumb-in-the-ass jokes. But yeah, the guy had a uh, guy had range, and he's pretty sure he was like sixty five, which sucks. It was fucking hilarious. And then uh, Betty White, she was fucking ninety nine, uh, like two weeks away from fucking a hundred. God damn, couldn't have, couldn't have stuck it out. Uh, heroin overdose, be hilarious. She died like fucking drunk driving or something, or fucking someone like shot her. But no, I don't know what the fuck she died of. Who cares? And don't know what Bob Saget died of, but he died in a fucking hotel room, which is fucking heartbreaking. Because hotel rooms are just fucking shitty places to be. And, uh, yeah, who the fuck wants to die in a fuck? Come on, who wants to die in a fucking hotel room? Uh, it's literally the last place anyone should ever want to die. <laughs> I'd rather get fucking hit by a drunk driver than fucking... I'd rather die of a fucking uh, heroin overdose, fentanyl overdose, than fucking die in any under any circumstances in a hotel room. But, so with that somber news being said, I'm going to snip nip this uh, cast here, and I will see you in the second part of today's podcast. All right, folks, back in this uh, back half of number 107, 107 The Breeze, bringing you the hits, um, number 107, uh, hope you're having a good Monday, the 24th, 124, finally getting into the swing of writing 22 instead of 21 as the year whenever you write things down uh that's what i always do just fucking forget um little laggy here today folks a little bit of a relapse cast um i'm calling it i think i'm gonna see into the future and say that this summer if any will be a bush light summer um, so last, yeah, last year was probably Miller Lite. This one will be a bush light. So what I'm feeling, it's got the mountains on it, just like Coors Light. Um, tastes like shit, just like Coors Light. Um, makes me drive better. Um, no, what was I going to say about, uh, no, it's like literally like $5 for six. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally funny to say it's five dollars for a fucking six of the the silos the fucking 16 ounces so you drink those and then you go fucking go joyriding around the town and i don't know if this is true or not and i'm not much of a scientist anymore but i would say that different beers just like domestic regular old schmegular old beer they can give you different hangovers. I don't know if that's true or not, but 
I guess it kind of would make sense because certain ones are a little bit heavier than others. So, yeah, I guess beer is just finding which brand gives you uh, the least, gives you the least hungover feeling the next day. So then you can just drink it in excess with your pals. That's what life's all about, baby. And speaking of drinking, I'm having a cup of Joseph right now. I believe we got a Folgers, Folgers on the beat um, with some hazelnut creamer. Love hazelnut nut. Um, think caramel's probably my favorite, but. This is like the sugar-free creamer, but you, you can kind of taste what it's sugar-free. Still good, though. And then I also put intense uh, chocolate milk in with my creamer as well, because I was feeling a little slutty this morning. And sometimes you just can't help it but feel a little, just a little slutty. A little slutty on a Saturday morning for me. That's what it is. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. And it's a Saturday. Um, not usually how this works, but there is a football game tonight. Um, for me, it's Saturday. For you, this is much in the future, so I apologize. But yeah, we got Bills versus Pats. Um... Bill's got 11 wins. Pat's got 10. Um, it's going to be brutally fucking cold. Three to five-ish degrees. Fahrenheit, that is. Sorry to all my Canadian uh, viewers. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's going to be really cold. I thought about going for like a second. And then, um, uh, one, it's past my bedtime. I'm feel like I'm usually asleep during the weekdays. Jesus, probably about at least by if I'm up past 7 p.m. It's a shocker. The fucking, uh, the NASDAQ fucking tanks when I fucking, uh, when I stay up past 7 p.m. Just the whole world shifts. Um, but yeah, I'll probably be a, oh, I don't know. I kind of want to, I want to stay up and watch it. Because if we fucking lose, I'm going to fucking... I got to figure out which bridge I'm going to go jump off of. Um, but yeah, it's going to be really cold. Uh, probably even dangerously cold. But hey, um, people are still going to get drunk and go to the game, tailgate. That'll be a lot of fun. We're going to read uh, some... This is from the AccuWeather website, just about the Bills game coming up. This is by Mark Puglio, AccuWeather staff writer. Look at that. Look there. There you go, Mark. Saturday Night Cold. Playoff game will be among the most frigid in NFL history. Only a handful of games in postseason history have been played in weather colder than the matchup set to take place in Buffalo. Here's how one of the NFL's most rabid fan bases prepares for the unforgiving conditions. Just fucking blasting Coors Light and fucking rails in the parking lot. That's how we prepare. Silly. Highmark Stadium in Orchard Park, New York, is home to some of the most hardened fans of one of the National Football League's most tortured franchises. Buffalo Bills have had more Super Bowl misfortune than any other team, yet their super fans, lovingly nicknamed the Bills Mafia, 
continue to show up week after week in all sorts of weather. Well, they're making us sound like we're a sh fucking shit team in this, like we're just showing up for the love of it when people are, you know, we're playing fucking good football. You want us to trying to make us sound like fucking we're out there eating a fucking bag of dicks, Mark, so go fuck yourself. But I will keep reading what you've uh, kindly written for us, wrote. I don't fucking know. Even after, <laughs> even after the seasons change from fall to winter, members of the Bills Mafia show up annually in some of the worst weather conditions football can possibly be played in. As the playoffs begin in January and the intensity of games increases, the temperatures in Buffalo plummet and fans get creative to stay warm. For uh, Sean Reardon, this game will be unlike any other game he's ever attended. I was at the 2008 Bills and Pats game where the wind was extremely crazy. Goalposts were blown down. Part of the training center roof blew off. Reardon recalled in an interview with AccuWeather, the weather was nuts. That was cold, wicked windy. <laughs> but nothing like what I'm imagining the temperature is going to be like on Saturday. Oh, boy. By Reardon's estimations... <laughs> He's attended well over 50 games, and all right, we don't give a fuck about this. Who cares? Indeed, Saturday's first-round matchup between the Bills and Patriots will be unique in that it stands to be likely amongst the coldest-ever NFL postseason games. It will fall short of some other memorably frigid playoff games, but only a small handful of postseason games in NFL history have had lower temperatures during the game. Like the Bills, the Patriots are no strangers to winter weather. New England's dynastic run under head coach Bill Belichick, yeah, suck my dick, began in a snowstorm almost exactly 21 years ago. Well, that's pretty cool, isn't that nice? In a game that was nicknamed the Snow Bowl, or for some, the Tuck Rule game. Don't know what the fuck that means. Don't care. Battling the Oakland Raiders, Belichick's Patriots won an overtime field goal in howling winds and fiercely falling snow. Uh, let's see. Although the lake effect machine has been cranking recently around Buffalo, no snow is in the forecast for Saturday's uh, Saturday night's game. But bitter cold is a guarantee. Look at that. I could have told you that. I should be a meteorologist. Temperatures are expected to remain uh, 3 to 4 degrees Fahrenheit throughout the game. While there won't be much wind, well, that's good. A slight breeze uh, will bring us to real feel. <laughs> Copyright. Temperatures below zero at times. All right, well, that's cool. 3 to 4 degrees. Um... Let's see, a game time temperature of 4 degrees or lower at Highmark Stadium would put the game among the top 10 coldest ever NFL playoff games. That's pretty cool. A mark of 4 degrees would make it the second coldest NFL wild card round playoff game of all time. Second only to the matchup between the Seattle Seahawks and uh, Minnesota Vikings in 2016, which was 6 degrees below zero at kickoff. Holy fuck. Wow, that's crazy. All right. 
And then let's see here. Moreover, a game time temperature below 8 degrees would make this game the second coldest Bills home game in franchise history behind only the zero-degree kickoff temp on January 15th, 1994, for a playoff game against the then Los Angeles Raiders. At that point, the Bills' home venue was was known as Rich Stadium. Interesting. Wait, what did it say about eight, eight game time temperature below? Whatever. That's crazy. Coldest NFL wildcard games. Yep. All right, the coldest NFL wildcard games. Uh, Seahawks and Vikings, uh, January 10th, 2016, negative six kickoff temperature. 49ers and Packers, January 5th, 2014, five degrees. Giants at uh, Packers, uh, January 8th, 2017, 14 degrees. Dolphins at Steelers, 17 degrees, January 8th, 2017. Steelers and Chiefs, 17.5, January 8th, 1994. That's not 17 degrees, like, compared to what we're dealing with right now. It's like, come on. Um, yeah, so that's a cool article. Uh, thanks for the article there, Mark. Um, and then, I don't know, if, do you like watching football on a Saturday, Saturday night instead of being out and fucking rooting and tooting? I feel like Sundays are like the perfect game, uh, perfect day for football. Cause what the fuck are you gonna be doing on a Sunday? You're not going to fucking church. You're not. Uh, you're not bringing your kids to the park. You're not walking the dog. Laying in bed with your fucking cock in hand. So that's why Sundays are perfect for football. In my opinion. And, you know, you're hungover on a Sunday, and the game usually starts at, like, 1 p.m. So then you still have that hangover, so you can just start drinking, and then the hangover will be gone, and then you're watching football, so it's like a double positive in what would normally be a shitty situation because, like I said, Sundays are a pretty useless day. So that's just my little thesis statement on why uh, Sunday is the best day for football. But let me know what you think for sure. I'm pretty sure I'm right. Um, with, uh, with all this shitty fucking weather, you would think that the tickets would be super-duper cheap for the Bills-Pats on this uh, lovely uh, Saturday. Um, and it's not looking, like, too cheap. No, like, $20, $30 tickets. Everything, like, 300 level is still, like, $79, which with the uh, shipping and handling and fees and all that, it would probably come out to about $700. Um, but, yeah, I figured it'd be a lot cheaper because, I don't know, because I'm pretty sure at a certain point those single digits digits can get quite dangerous let's see um let's see when frostbite occurs it's most famously associated with arctic explorers but frostbite isn't picky oh boy frostbite can occur when a body part isn't properly protected in extreme cold 
Dr. Gruner warns, the colder the wind chill is, the quicker frostbite comes on. That is not terribly hard to understand, that concept. According to that National Weather Service wind chill chart, if it's zero degrees Fahrenheit outside and the wind is blowing at 15 miles per hour, it creates a wind chill temperature of negative 19. You are at risk of frostbite after being exposed for just 30 fucking minutes. So I'm no math guy, but if you get um, if you get frostbite in 30 minutes at negative 19 wind chill, let's see what the weather is going to be like in Orchard Park today. Weather, Orchard Park. Let's see what's going on. And I don't like how my fucking uh, browser automatically goes to the Yahoo search because the Yahoo search fucking sucks cock, and I fucking hate it. It's the fucking worst. Fuck you, Yahoo. Yahoo. Whatever happened to Ask Jeeves anyways? Miss you, Jeeves. Um, so right now it's 4 degrees. It's about 9 a.m. So Orchard Park is 4 degrees. Um, there's only an 8% chance of snow. And wind throughout the day is looking at like 4 to 5 miles an hour. So that's not bad. Um, and there's a winter storm warning. Wind chill advisory remains in effect until 1 p.m., Eastern Standard Time this afternoon. So remember, the game didn't uh, doesn't start till eight. And then a winter storm warning in effect from seven p.m. Sunday. Oh, okay, so that's tomorrow. So who gives a fuck about that? So yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be probably around five degrees at kickoff, and then it might dip down to about four. So that's I mean, relative to what we were just talking about zero degrees 19 fucking wind chill fucking freeze your cock off um yeah i mean we're not looking that bad i guess right once again um i would say the best random tangent the best investment you could do for your mornings to make your mornings better, is to get some kind of metal coffee cup. Because if you have a shitty glass coffee cup, just a mug, your coffee gets cold in literally fucking seven minutes, seven and a half minutes. But if you have it just in a metal cup, and not even with a lid on it, your coffee stays warm for at least fucking 45 minutes. You could just leave it, go fucking jerk off, go go ride your horse, and then come back and your coffee's still fucking warm. You can get in your Astro van, go drive to Blockbuster, um, buy a copy of Mythbusters, and come back and your fucking coffee will still be warm. It's fucking amazing. That's just my... Uh, and I like a larger coffee cup, too, so I can really... So I don't got to make all these trips. What's up with all these trips back and forth to my fucking coffee pot? What the fuck's up with that? But yeah, Bills versus Pats. Um, like I said, this podcast will be out 
and the game will be long, long gone at that point. And maybe even the next game if we hit. Oh, I just fucking jinxed it, didn't I? Knock on wood, folks. One second, I'm gonna knock on wood. Knocked on wood. Um, yeah. But yeah, what have I guess the big takeaways here are if it's zero degrees Fahrenheit and the wind chills uh, or the wind is blowing at 15 miles an hour, the uh, real feel temperature is negative 19. There's probably some kind of formula to calculate like the actual feel temperature or wind chill temperature, but I don't give a fuck about that. I'm uh, slightly hungover. I think it went away. I slept in until fucking uh, 8 a.m. this morning. It's the longest I've slept in since fucking Reagan was in office. Um, and it feels good. That's that's another. If you can get a good night's rest after drinking, that's huge. That helps alleviate the hangover for sure. Because I feel... Well, how do I feel? I feel... I feel focused, present, but just with like a headache as opposed to being tired and hungover. Then you get the double fuck, DP, dog pound, uh, hangover. So that's that's good. I slept for probably 11 hours. So I think that's what's, that's what's keeping the boat afloat at this point. And... Um, the good listeners at home are keeping the boat afloat as well. Thanks for tuning in. If you made it uh, this far, you're a trooper, um, and I owe you. Uh, I owe you a ride on my on my boat. Um, but yeah, how's how, hope everyone's week has been good. All right, I guess it's Monday, so I hope your week is off to a great start. And if it's not, you always got. Tuesday, but yeah, hope hope your uh, last week was a good one. Um, I had an interesting uh, couple days at work. There was, uh, excuse me, I'm just taking a sip of my water. Interesting days at work. I spoke with people that I never thought I'd speak with in my life I spoke with raconteurs uh, jugglers swindlers lovers fighters the whole gamut but I did this one guy kind of this older gentleman he's probably like 55 mid 50s low 50s older gent comes up he kind of looks like a sporty guy and he's got this uh he tells me he fucking, he coaches lacrosse, and he had this, uh, the hoodie for the Georgia, Georgia Swarm, I guess that's a professional uh, lacrosse team, and um, yeah, so he's the coach of the Georgia Swarm, and they, they were playing the fucking, the Bandits, so yeah, so I got to talk to him. Uh, I think yeah, his last name's Ferris. He's a cool dude, the coach for the for a pro lacrosse team. I think what does the fame of being a coach of a lacrosse team equate to being like a 
waiter at Denny's. But yeah, he was um he was a cool guy. Um kind of like he had a weird like Canadian accent. I guess he's from uh Burlington, but he had like a super thick Canadian accent. And he said he's able to coach professional lacrosse while still keeping a fucking uh, nine to five Monday through Friday day job, which is interesting. I guess he would probably have to work remotely, I would imagine, because they're probably all over the fucking place. Maybe he just likes being busy. I don't know. Interesting stuff, but yeah, he was cool. I was it's probably the most I've ever talked about lacrosse in my life. I don't know fucking squat diddly about it, but he uh he seemed to be a very knowledgeable gent about it. But yeah, I guess there's um lacrosse, professional lacrosse indoor, I'm pretty sure. The name of the game. He says it's growing across the country like wildfire. Wildfire. Uh, I think Las Vegas just got a team. They, they're getting a bunch of teams, aren't they, Las Vegas? Anybody want to move to uh, Las Vegas out there? Just be dry heat and just fucking... What do you do there? Just fucking fuck whores? Fuck, uh... Pay for the... Pay for the holes? Pay for pleasure? I don't know. That's what you do in Las Vegas. It doesn't seem like a place where healthy people live or, like, productive people. Or maybe I could see, like, kind of mob activity, productive and fucking just doing bad shit, fucking putting people in trunks and shit like that. But, yeah, he was a cool guy, so I got to talk with, uh, I got to speak with a coach of a professional lacrosse team. Nice guy. He actually asked me to, to join the team, believe it or not. He asked me to join the roster, but I said, nope, I got to. I got to be here serving my country behind this desk, sir. So I'm going to have to honorably decline that uh, that declaration. And then fucking on the last solo podcast, I was talking about fucking dude Jeremy that I work with. Can't tell if he's 13 or 50, but he was spinning yarn to me again. He says, or I don't know how it came up, but I asked him if he had any kids, which would be horrible because you'd hate to be the child of a guy who rides his bike to work. But hey, at least maybe you could sit in the basket of the bike. But yeah, I guess he does have a kid. He has like a kid who's fucking like 20 years old. And he just found out a month ago and he's never seen him in his life. <laughs> These are the times when work ain't that bad. When you just talk to your fucking scumbag co-workers about their illegitimate children that they've never seen in their life. I just really love that. I love it a lot. Love hearing stories. He was pretty open to talking about it. I guess he had to take her to court as ex-wife or whoever the fuck she was and got the DNA results just a month ago so it's legit he's got a kid I think he's in like he said he's in like Illinois or something like that it's always something with him though he's got fucking he's always got shit going on in fucking 
different area codes it seems like don't you hate somebody who they always say they always say shit that is like so crafted that there's no way that you could even fact check what they're saying just uh compulsive fucking liar vibes pretty little liars the fuck was that show anyway i don't remember what that show was about i didn't watch it i did read twilight though when i was like eight years old only the one with the apple on it pretty good read might have to delve back in. Maybe I'll just do a just a podcast where I just read uh, Twilight. You Team Edward or Team uh, Team Edward or Team Henry? Which team are you? But yeah, um, so I guess we all got a, what we learned in this episode. We all got a kid somewhere. We all got exes that live in Texas. And I'm going to sign off here, folks. Um, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for... Um, uh, thanks for... Thank you for... Yeah, just thanks for tuning into the pod. Uh, this has been Garden Pals number 107, if you can believe it or not, for January 24th, the year's 2022. And I hope... You, yes you, have a uh, have a great Monday. <laughs>